the Cool Jobs Podcast. You're like, where's Saskatoon? Follow Cool Jobs Podcast on Instagram at Cool Jobs Podcast. You know 10 NHL players. The Cool Jobs Podcast is brought to you by Crown Jewel Recruitment. Please tell me there's video. Is there video of this? If there is, we're going to insert some right here on the podcast. Oh, we can do it live. This is the Cool Jobs Podcast with your host, Johnny Jasno. Okay, here we go. Welcome to another edition of the Cool Jobs Podcast. I'm Johnny. I'm so excited to talk with Blake. We'll get to her in just a second. Cool Jobs Podcast brought to you by Mark Curtis at Crown Jewel Recruitment. If you're looking for a job, Mark and his team have opportunities in several industries and segments, whether it's finance, sales, engineering, supply chain, or executive. Mark is able to provide the process that identifies top talent and will get you hired. Check out all the job listings, crownjewelrecruitment.com or search him on LinkedIn. Blake Carter, our guest today. Blake, Hi. thank you so much, first of all, for joining us on the Cool Jobs Podcast. Thanks for having me. Um, thank you I, I so wanna, much. Off the top, I want to apologize, or not apologize, I want to send my condolences um, for you and your your puppers passed away. Oh, I was like, for, for what? Because there's been a lot in my life lately that people have sent me condolences for. Monkey, but, yeah. how long did you, ha- did you have monkey? Well, did you see? Can you see my little tattoo I got oh, for him? Oh, cute. It says monkey. I know you probably can't tell. Uh, but, um, how long did you have him? I had, I got monkey in Radisson, Saskatchewan. Crazy. Yeah, randomly, right? And and so he's lived in Saskatoon, Calgary, and then now here with me in Toronto, flown back to Vancouver with me. I've had him for 12 years. Wow. He just had his 12th birthday. But the little guy, he... um. He's a little tank, but he got epilepsy years ago, and then he got di- diabetes. Right. Pug, yeah. Yeah, and then after he got diabetes, then he went blind, and so just... But he was good for a while, and then he just started kind of losing energy, and the seizures weren't good, so... Yeah, then I lost my job, and then, like, two weeks after I lost my job, I lost my dog. <laughs> What is going on? They say things happen in threes, so there's probably something else coming. I know there's something. I'm like my other my other dog sitting right here, and I'm like, you better stick around. I need you. But yeah, it was it was very sad. But uh, I feel like you know, with pets, like sometimes, like you just got to make peace with it. Yeah, and my little guy wasn't living his best life anymore, and it was time. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Blake is but like he's road dog. Everybody knew monkey. <laughs> Blake is uh, currently in Toronto, correct? Yeah. Uh, just recently came off a stint uh, on Flow 93.5. Was it Cash and Carter? Was that the name of the show? It was Blake Carter and Peter Cash. Okay. Uh, was it Cash and Carter at one time or Carter and Cash? It was, what was the other guys? Cash and, no, it was, They did they try to do Carter and Cash for I a minute? They, I thought I saw Carter. that somewhere. They tried to do that, but no, not with me, not with this oh, guy, a different guy. I see, okay. Yeah, I've I've had a lot of show names. <laughs> it's radio it works a lot of places so what happened at flow like I, I we'll get into toronto and everything but like you're not on the air right now yeah. um I, one day to the, the management come in and say hey we're going a different direction like classic we you're not they, don't have a job it kind of went down like that but kind, okay so um i was at flow for about six years when i first moved to toronto and i heard i didn't even know there was a hip-hop station in canada if there was a station Until for you though it was flow it was flow. When I got here, I came here to work on Chum FM. Right. And then I was like down the hallway was this hip hop station. And I'm like, wait a second, there's hip hop in Canada. And I didn't even, I'd never heard of flow. I hadn't heard of it before. So I was obsessed and like 10 years ago, me and the guy that I was working with made a demo to work together on flow. Gotcha. We like tried to come in on their morning show and then they ended up selling to a different company and it didn't happen. Right. Um, but yeah, so I was at flow. I finally got to move over there. And just as I came over there, they had flipped it to the move from flow to the move and they changed the genre and everything. And I was like, WTF, I came for hip hop, not Alanis Morissette, but I love Alanis Morissette. So whatever, we'll stick it out. Um, And then, (laughs) then they tried the move thing. It didn't work with the different, it was just kind of all over the place with the music programming. Like first it was kind of hip hop, he throwbacks, then it was like, Alanis Morissette type throwback right. and then it was dancey dance type it was they just didn't really find their groove with it and this, so we finally switched up some things went back to hip-hop and then they put me with Peter Cash who I had originally wanted to work with so then him and I were doing a show for a while um I think just like the problem there was hip-hop needs to be run by hip-hop people and it wasn't being run by hip-hop people so that's it was a, a little bit of a, a struggle yeah that's a great point <laughs> 
and I, I know I've heard programmers in radio a thousand times. Oh, I can work at any station and I know it doesn't yeah. matter. Put me in country. They love to say that. Put me in country. Put me in top 40. Put me in rock. Put me in hip hop. I can I can do whatever. But you're right. I don't I don't think hip hop can't be it's run. Definitely. And I don't know. Maybe you can do country rock and all that kind of stuff. Maybe a little similar. But hip hop is like its own culture. Because it's its own thing. And you you really need somebody that knows the demographic, that knows the music. And also, I think something that's different, like, you know, working in radio, it goes off a lot of testing and like waiting till the song hits the charts and this and that. Whereas like hip hop is is like what's cool, current, like if they know the song, they're over it. You know what I mean? By the time it gets to the radio, it's old news. So I don't feel like it lent itself here for because we needed to be a little faster on the. We needed to be creating the trends, not waiting till the song was already two years old on TikTok before adding it to the playlist. So um, I think it was just a lot of trying to find where it was going to go, trying to find the right people. We had a lot of like changes with staff, with people coming and going. And um, yeah, basically they do the, we kind of had a feeling, we kind of knew what was going on, which I was very grateful for because it gave me a chance to kind of come to terms with it, have my little mental breakdown and then start like, you know, getting ready for what was next, but they definitely do the typical radio thing, you know, but because I'd been there so long uh, and my co-host Peter, he'd been there 12 years and we knew the bosses really well. It was, it was really emotional. It wasn't the typical cold, we're we're going in a different direction and you're not right. It It was like, you guys were sorry. We tried. And like, there were tears, not for me. I was actually good. It was the men in the room were all crying. (laughs) And like, they, and usually they don't bring you in together. Like they brought us in together because we were all very close. So Yeah. And so now they've changed. So what has, so flow 93.5, which is like this hip hop station that's been around forever. Um, they ended up selling. So now they flipped 93.5 to today FM and it's kind of a mix up of everything because your eyes closed. So they're playing like country rock, Rihanna. People are quite confused here with what's going on, but maybe, maybe it'll be the next big thing. Who knows? And then they sold the flow brand. And this is kind of what confused people to another station here, G987, which plays a lot of like hip hop, soca, reggae, that kind of stuff. And so I think people really thought that they were just moving us over there. You're just going to go. Which they were not. Right. Yes. Which was not the case. And so I felt bad for like a lot of their hosts who had already been on the station doing their thing, killing it on their job. People thought some people who maybe weren't familiar thought like they took our jobs or they replaced us. Not the case. Like we lost our jobs. What was that ever in discussion for you guys to go with the station? Um, that might've been like behind the scenes. I think maybe our bosses were trying to work something okay. out with selling the name, but like not with us personally. Cause like we weren't supposed to know what was oh, going so on. So it was yet. never offered to you. Hey, go with the station. Um, they, we were told to reach out to them. Oh. Yeah. But, but they also like, the thing is too, they, anybody, they can, tell you, anybody can tell you to reach out to anybody like, <laughs> yeah. Right. So, so yeah. So who knows, but they already have a full oh, lineup. They just launched gotcha. a brand new morning gotcha. show and like people we know. And that's like, what's so hard in this industry. Cause we all work together and become friends. Sometimes maybe you don't become friends, but you, you have to respect everybody and their respective jobs. And you don't ever want to have to come in and take someone's job or try to go for someone's right. job. Right. For sure. So, for sure. Um, let's back. So yeah, like that station's there. It is. It's always an option, but let's, we'll see. let's back it up. Uh, let's start at the beginning. Uh, okay. Now correct me if I'm wrong. Do you say you're from Vancouver or do you say you're from Surrey? I'm from okay. Surrey. Is that okay. A- <laughs> I say Vancouver cause it's just like easier for most people. Cause they just know, like, although I'd say a lot of people do know yeah. Surrey. But Vancouver, just like in general, when I'm talking, like if I'm out in a group, I'll say Vancouver because it's okay. just easier. But I'm super. There you go. That's Surrey. what I wanted to know. Okay, Surrey, Surrey, BC. Um, Surrey girl for um, sure. Parents from where again? Jamaica, right? Yeah, my mom's Jamaican and my dad is Welsh, and I was actually born in Wales. Oh, I didn't know that. And then we came over. Yeah, I was. I think we were there. I'm thinking till I was like probably like a little toddler, and then we came over to. Then we came to Vancouver, or Richmond. Okay. And then ended up in Surrey. Oh, okay. Okay. So growing up in Surrey, um, were you always the outgoing type uh, to perform, go on a stage, go on the talent show, that kind of stuff? Or where did this, where did this? Uh, my mom's favorite. So my mom's favorite thing to say about me is that my nickname was Motormouth. And I'm like, I don't think you should say that to people like that sounds terrible. Not, but, not, not in 2022. <laughs> not 20. 
right? Right? You can't say that anymore. But um, I definitely always talking was always very loud. I wanted to be an actress. So I did a lot of like acting classes, a lot of dance. I danced like six days a week. And I thought for sure I was going to be in acting. Like you couldn't tell me any different. And so radio was super, super radio makes, makes sense now. But when I was younger, I never even thought about being on the radio as a job. Right. I don't like you listen to the people on the radio, but I just didn't clue into like, that's something, Hey, I could maybe do. Were you actively interested in radio, like in high school and that kind of stuff? I, okay. To be fair, me and my one girlfriend used to make pretend radio shows when I was like eight, but again, did not think I could be on the radio. I, I guess I just never thought of it. So how I got into radio was kind of random. I was, I dating some random guy. He introduced me to one of his female friends and me and her were like at a hip hop club got really drunk, danced all night. And she's like, you're super cool. You should, cause I don't know how the topic of jobs came up, but I'd just gone out of high school. I wasn't really sure what I was doing. I wanted to be an actress, but I was kind of, to be honest, I was just like partying around. I just gotten into clubbing and stuff. And I was kind of like, you know, working random jobs and not sure what I was doing. And she's like, okay, so I'm, she was the receptionist and then she was going to go and do sticker search. Remember, do they still do that? that, Yeah, I think I don't, I don't think stickers are such a big thing right now in radio, but remember I, how big it used to be though, where you okay, so you put so, so for people who don't know, you put the station sticker on your bumper, and then if you get spotted by the promo vehicle, you get cool prizes. Yeah, yeah. And so you go meet up with like the sticker girl wherever at some parking lot, I don't know, a shopper's drug mart, and then you'd get like some sunglasses or tickets to a concert. But that used to be a really big thing, and that job used to be a very coveted job. Cause you got a free vehicle all summer. You got to drive around. So my girlfriend, Jessica got this job and she's like, okay, so I'm leaving reception. Uh, you should apply. So I was like, okay, still didn't think I want to be on the radio. I just wanted, a, I was like, cool. So I went back to my <laughs> That's okay. Devlin, we are podcasting. You know this. So um, I got in as a receptionist at the beat 94.5 in Vancouver. And from there, I still didn't clue in I wanted to right. be in radio. How long, I just, how long, they asked you, me how long to, are you receptionist then for? Over a oh, year, okay. maybe two okay, years. Okay. It was a little bit. Um, and I started doing voice work for them. Like the, one of the producers there had me voice a lot of commercials and stuff like that. And then I joined the street team and did some more voice stuff. But what really like <laughs> solidified me on the radio was I, I just, cause I talked to everybody, I guess, cause as my mom said, motor mouth, um, Everybody that walked through the doors I became friends with. Like I used to get more perks as a receptionist than I have ever actually being on the radio because I'd meet all the different people, the reps that would come through the door, the salespeople, the different people from the record labels. So when they would come in and before they used to show up with like a bag of CDs for different hosts for like the on-air hosts, they would give me my own envelope of brand new music and be like here, or they'd give me concert tickets and stuff like that. Just because like I talked to everybody and made friends. But in talking, sorry, I am getting back. That's to that. In talking one day, <laughs> I made like, an, there was this really hot postal worker that used to come in and he was like hot and angry. Yes, I've told you this before, I right? I love this story. And so, because like, you don't think a Canada Post people, now actually the Canada Post people in Toronto are pretty hot. But um, back in the day, I always thought of like the mailman as like some older gentleman, you know, like you don't really look twice. So this young guy would come in and he would just like throw the mail down. And I was like, oh, okay. All right. So I made a comment to a girlfriend like in the office and the morning show host, Kid Carson at the time happened to be standing right there. And I didn't know. And he overheard me make some comments about this guy and what it it seemed like he wanted to do. And and anyways, he goes on the radio the next morning and calls me at my desk. And I'd never even seen like the on air button light up like on my phone. I was like, what is this? Right. And he's like, okay, you're on the radio. Don't swear. I'm like, okay. And so then they just, he was like, I'd like for you to repeat for me, but make it radio friendly. What you said about that postal worker, the Canada post guy. So I was like, Oh, it looks like (laughs) something along the lines of like bending you over a desk or something. But I like, I PG it up even more than that. And then someone at Canada post called in and was like, we know who your receptionist is. He's talked about her before. So then they turned it into like this radio bit with like the hot postal worker and the hot receptionist and then they tried to do like a whole soap opera meetup. Did you guys thing. get so together? That's how I got on. Did the you guys radio. get together? We didn't know. He actually had a girlfriend, and I was, I think I was like at the tail end of a relationship. So we radio faked it. Like I shouldn't have even been. 
I guess, hitting on the guy. He did come in and we took a photo and like, we didn't say that on the radio, right? But we pretended like there might be something, but that's how um, the program director, Chris Myers, got to hear right. me and was like, oh, okay. This girl isn't just the receptionist at the front desk who never shuts up. Like she can actually speak on the right. radio. So yeah, from there, Kid would have me back on the show with him and uh, Nira and Amy. Like they would call me for like receptionist day and rap songs for me. And they just, they kind of made me like a character on their show. And I guess when Chris Myers was moving back to Saskatoon to launch a brand new station, he kind of comes up to me one day and he's like, hey, and you know oh. Chris Myers. <laughs> like, He'll be watching this. We all know Chris Myers. <laughs> Hi, Chris. We love you. Thank you for giving me my start in radio. Um, he's like, what do you, because he's very like unassuming and kind of quiet until you get he, to he, He'll it. slink in. Yes. Yes. He's, he just slinked up to me and he's like, what do you think of Saskatoon? And I'm like, Saskatoon? Like, this is like some girl like living in Surrey, BC, going out partying in Vancouver. I know nothing about At Saskatoon. At the time, what was the farthest east you've traveled? Nowhere in Canada. I hadn't left Vancouver. Like, that's it. So I'd gone to England and gone to Wales and gone to Jamaica to see family. But then, that, like, within Canada, nowhere. Nowhere. Like, Vancouver. <laughs> that's it. So, so you're like, Saskatoon? Um, I responded to him. Yeah, I said, what do you do there? Tip cows? And he snorted, kind of. And <laughs> Okay. And he just walks away. And I'm like, that was weird. And so uh, Rory O'Shea, who was the imaging producer at the time, who got me into actually, I got to send him lots of love because he got me on the radio, got me to do a lot of commercials and stuff. Right. He comes up to me and he's like, you idiot. He's going to start a brand new station. And he's thinking about like bringing, he can't say it to you because he's about to leave. Right. But um, he's thinking of starting a new station. Yeah. So, and then I was like, I have no problem with Saskatoon, Chris. I'm like, it's great. I'll tip a cow. I don't care. You're Googling Saskatoon. You're like, I love, I love it. There's, there's a river. <laughs> the river and the bridges. I like the bridges. So yeah, we, I kind of just like voiced a couple more things for him and then randomly myself and DJ Trouble, yeah. uh, Adam, who used to be on the street team as well. We were both on the street team together, ended up moving out. To so was that weird? Like, like when Chris goes, Kate, you're hired. I need you to come. Are you like, I'm actually, I'm leaving Vancouver. Cause like Vancouver is busy. It's lots is going but on. It, I didn't care about leaving Vancouver for me. I had no clue what I was doing with my life. Right. I was like 21 turning 22 partying a lot. Also I'm, this is where my brain was at. I thought I was going to be an actress and go to auditions. You can't go to auditions. If you work a reception job nine to five, that's when auditions are during the day. Right. So I wasn't going to auditions and I kind of had no clue what I was doing. And now here's somebody offering me not just any job, offering me the chance at like a career. Right. And in an industry that I had no idea would, it, I, I had no clue was going to turn out like this, but I was like, here's a chance. I have to. Cause at the time, I don't know what like he hires you to go to Saskatoon for morning show of all things too. more, a morning show, not even just like a fill in on the weekend. Not even just to like, you know, be an intern or, you know, be a third mic. I was the co-host of a morning show. And at show. that time, have you, did you ever do show prep or talk to, nope. answer a phone at a radio station besides reception, like do anything? Nope. Never, never, had never done anything. I even like my friends in high school and start, not outside of high school, I guess, because when did Press Hilton come around? I don't, they used to read these blogs and send me stories and I was like, didn't even really care about like celebrity stuff so much. And then all of a sudden now I'm moving to Saskatoon, right. never been there. The first week I get there, it's minus 52. So that was horrific. <laughs> um, and I'm having to learn on the spot how to do a radio show. And they're like, you're doing entertainment. So it was with Mark Michaels and yeah. Cassie, uh, the three of us. And we all lived at our general manager's house at Carly's house. Cause there was like a rental shortage in Saskatoon. So myself, DJ trouble, Mark, you actually stayed. You lived. actually lived there. Yes, I didn't know that. Trouble and I shared a bed. We slept in the same bed. I did not. I don't think you can do that anymore. <laughs> I honestly did not know that you actually lived at the GM's house. Yeah, Mark slept in the basement downstairs, and then myself and Trouble had a bedroom upstairs. Yeah. Wow. And I had to learn everything on the spot, and so um, Mark, his brother, is Mad Dog Michaels here in Toronto. Right. Um, I don't think he goes by Mad Dog anymore, does he? Anyway, oh no, actually he's in Montreal. He just got a new job in Montreal. Anyway, he had a show, Mad Dog and Billy, and they were on Virgin here. Although, was it Virgin yet? I think it was Mix. Sorry, these stations, these stations changed I know. so I think often. It was, I, think it was, so anyway, I think it was Mix. 
was it so Peter or sorry not Peter Mark and I would listen because because of the time difference we would listen to like a little bit of their show before our show and I would listen to like Billy's entertainment right. and like figure out what to talk about and like not copy it but if like she was talking about this story this story I'm like okay probably important and so then I had to like learn on the spot which websites to go to what to read and I really was just thrown into it and just did it crazy which was terrifying but it was like what else was I doing right right if I didn't take this opportunity, I have no clue where my life would have gone. Do you, are you still so. in contact with Mark and Cassie today? Yeah. We like, thank, thankfully for social media, you can still like stay in touch with everybody. So yeah, definitely. Crazy. So how long were you in Saskatoon then? Two years. There's <laughs> like, enough, enough minus 52. It feels like, honestly, it feels like a thousand years ago. I don't, how long were we there? How long? Was I was there. You I was probably there, know better than me. I was there for two years on the dot. I want to say. And I think you like, I think it was like, for me, it was about two years. And I then I went there. to Calgary. Yeah. You went to Calgary. So, so. Yeah. Cause Mark left first and then right. I was like devastated. Yeah. Cause. Cause my co-host left. The guy you actually learned radio from built a show yeah. with doing decent numbers. We lived together for a bit too. Cause he was the first one to get a place. So then me, him and uh DJ trouble all lived together again. <laughs> like, and then I'm sharing a bed again with another guy. Um, and we, he became like my bestest friend. Right. And, and then I learned like what radio is like. Cause all of a sudden one day I find out he's leaving right. and he hadn't even told me yet. So that cr- I found out from the work email. So I was like, what? But he's like, I couldn't say anything. And I'm like, are you kidding? Did that crush you? Cause you just, you learned every, you, you everything from this guy yeah. and he's gone it, it and you're like, heart. what, what do I? Cause we had talked about doing something together. Maybe right. like we had talked about, Cause we had had to sit down and like, you know, if other opportunities come up, cause Mark was like, I don't want to stay in Saskatoon. I want to, he had a daughter. Um, I think she's daughter's in Edmonton and he had wanted to get closer. And, um, we had talked about it, but he got an opportunity. And like, now I understand that's the way right. it goes. There's, there's like NDAs you sign and all that talk about things you can't tell people. So he couldn't even tell me. Um, and to get the email from my boss to tell me that he's leaving when he's my best friend, I was like, I thought my world was over. Like, I thought that's it for me in radio. Cause like Mark, like with Mark and Cassie, like I learned everything. Yeah. They taught me everything. So that was really hard. And then they brought in a different yeah. Mark. Yeah. You remember I, that? Absolutely. Mark Morris. Yeah. Yeah. Complete. And um, yeah. So then Mark Michaels went off to Calgary. Mark Morris was there for a little bit. And then I, um, I got a job in Calgary as well. And Mark and I actually tried to get a job. The job that I ended up doing amp radio in Calgary um, Mark and I tried to get together, oh, okay. but he just like, he was somewhere else and he had a non-compete and it just didn't really work out. Or I don't know if it was gotcha. a money thing or what it was, but, um, I shortly after was, was your, was your motivation Calgary. to go to Calgary just because like Mark's gone Saskatoon. Yeah. Cause Mark was there. <laughs> I wanted to follow my best friend. I don't even, you would have thought that I would have like wanted to come back to Vancouver right. or Absolutely. Surrey. Um, but I think also for me that nobody and still like, Vancouver doesn't know me as Blake Carter as this radio person you know they know this girl like who from Surrey like I've never done radio there I've done radio everywhere else now so I don't I would kind of maybe be strange to go back that's interesting I've kind of built up names somewhere else that's interesting um in Calgary so amp radio um with Buzz Bishop which was crazy big name I used to listen to Buzz on the radio in Vancouver so he's like he was like a big, big radio personality. So then now, so now I'm going, Mark Michaels is this big name too. Now I'm going on another show and I still have like barely an experience. I'm still kind of like learning as I go. And then I get to Calgary and they're adding more things. To I never think they want me to do traffic. And I'm like, I am not doing I'm not doing it. If you not know locations, do, I'm not from here. Do don't, unless you write me a script, you don't want me doing traffic. Um, but yeah, so then I worked with Buzz for a while and then, um, I got an email out of the blue from a program director out here from Chum, David Corey, who I didn't even know knew who I was. And he was like, I'm in town. Do you want to meet? And so I met with him and he's like, I've listened to you and I know you want to do because I kind of I guess my plan was since, okay, I'm going to get into radio now. I still want to be an actress or I still want to be on TV. Maybe I can get and be like a VJ or something like that. So my plan was to try to get to Toronto. So uh, David Corey at the time worked for Bell, which was Chum FM and was in the Much Music building. And he was like, you know, I have a slot for you. It's evenings, which I know it's not a morning show, but if you want to do TV, you could always do some, get into the TV stuff during the day and then do your shift at night. 
and I'll just like kind of introduce you to all the the people you need. So to right eat, now you're in Calgary you. and he, you're in Calgary at this meeting and he's saying all the right things to you. Everything I want to hear. Everything I want to hear. Okay. So I pack up, I take this evening show job again. Oh, really? just, you have to remember too, Johnny, buy, like buy I wasn't have, a radio I have radio. I'm gone. Yes. And I didn't know. I had never worked any other shifts. All I knew was a morning right. show. All I knew was working with a three person show or a and, two person and, show and talking and getting to do all these different topics and fun stunts right, and right. stuff. And like for that. people that don't realize like Chum FM, probably one of the most popular stations in Canada, maybe even North America. Yeah. One of the biggest like, stations. It's massive Definitely. people who have gone through there. But I didn't appreciate that because again, I wasn't right, a radio exactly. person. So when I remember when I first told my co-host Buzz that I was going to Chum and he's like, Chum? You're not Chum FM. He's like, why would you go there? He's like, that's so completely opposite of everything like you are. And I was like, what does that right. mean? Because I didn't realize how big Chum right. was. Absolutely. You know, and they're like, that's where Marilyn Dennis is. And I'm like, who's Marilyn Dennis? Who's like, Marilyn? <laughs> I didn't know at the time because I wasn't a real like media right, person. Right. I was I honestly, to be honest, it's only been like the last, I don't know how many years of my career. I didn't feel like I was just faking it. Cause like I, cause I came into these shows with all these people that are diehard radio people. And I'm like, when we would sit in our meetings before we launched wired, you guys would be naming off people in the industry and this and that. And I'm like, no clue, no idea what you're talking about. No way. And I would just go, "Uh uh-huh. Yeah. Oh yeah. I know. I know Trevor Shan. Like I would just go along with it to seem cool, but I didn't know anybody. So now I come out to, to Toronto. I'm me and my pug monkey by ourselves. And trying to find a place in a super expensive city. And, you know, I got a little pay increase and I'm like, yes, but now I'm living in a city that costs way more to right. live in. And that was a struggle. And how long um, were you total in Calgary? Though, quickly? How long Sorry? total in Calgary? Calgary, again, another almost okay. two years, I want to okay. say not very long. So quick, quick. Then I came out to Chum and nights. working evenings was, was completely different. So I didn't meet anybody because like I was literally going to work when everybody was getting off work. And I remember I'd be walking to my shift and there'd be all these people on a patio having a great time, all these young people. And I'm like, the cool jobs podcast is brought to you by crown jewel recruitment. Hi there. Mark Curtis, managing partner, crown jewel recruitment. We are very excited to partner with the cool jobs podcast. A little bit about us. We specialize in mid to senior level management positions, all types of industries, We also have entry level all the way through to executive suite. If you'd like to learn more, please check out crownjewelrecruitment.com. Like Cool Jobs Podcast on Facebook at Cool Jobs Podcast. Okay. So, and then I get to Chum and like all the cool kids were on flow on the hip hop station. And like Chum is incredible and a beast of a station. But at the time I was like, now I'm like 24, 25, or maybe 25. Anyway, and I'm like wanting to party and stuff and I'm working an evening shift till midnight where I don't know anybody in the city. And I was, and I'm by myself now. I was used to like a show. Yes. Now I'm just like 104.5 Chum FM with Roger Darren and Marilyn Morning. Today's best music while you work. Here's Carly Rae Jepsen. And that's all you get to say. That's all you're really doing. Or you had to fit like Chelsea Handler did this last night. Did you hear it? Ha 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 ha. Here's Carly Rae Jepsen. Like you you have 20 seconds. 30 seconds max. Big shift for you going from a show, interaction, callers, funny stories, everything else. Now you're. Yes. Plus, I didn't really know. Fortunately, I had done some voice tracking shifts at Wired. So I had learned how to do some quicker breaks and stuff. But again, I'm learning on the fly and I can't tell them I don't know what I'm doing. Is this the first time you're actually operating the board and the computer? um, They tried to make me do the board at Wired. That was the plan. So I I did, um, I think I did the lunch break (laughs) booty shake sometimes. I forgot that was called that. We've done that. (laughs) That was either the stupidest name in radio or the best name in radio. I just don't know yet. I forgot about it till right now. So yeah, I I hadn't really done the board very much. No, and I did a little bit in Calgary. Like every now and then they'd throw me on just as a refresher, but you know, I, I think, especially for me, I'm not good with technical stuff and just doing the board once in a while doesn't teach you what you need no. to know. You need to be comfortable. You need to do it every day. So I was terrified. Things happen like my fast. hands would shake. Things happen fast. Yeah. So fast. And I never got used to it. It was like my least favorite thing. Um, so I was at Chum for a little bit and didn't really get to meet anybody. Cause also I thought I was going to meet all these TV people. Well, when I start at seven o'clock, they're gone. Right. Plus at the time, 
TV and radio was really divided. Now these companies like to mix everything and all the radio people do TV as well. And the TV people have bits on the radio. Whereas at that time, when I first got here, going back 10 years ago, it was very like, so all this, all this talk about you getting on TV and everything else, like you'd have to go there during the day if you wanted, hang out for a long time. And I don't know anybody. And my boss, it wasn't exactly like walking me around like, Hey, new hire, Blake, she wants to be on TV. Is there a DJ position? E-talk, what do you got? Like that didn't, and in my like stupidity, thought that that's what it was going right. to be like, but it wasn't at all. Um, although he did, okay, the one thing I will say is he did get me an in with the news station to try to do weather. So I went for an audition and <laughs> again, like TV weather. don't take a girl who's to do weather, but like, I don't know the city yet. I don't know the names of places. Have you heard some of the places in Toronto, like Mississauga, Mississauga's not that bad, but like some of the names and stuff. So they have me come in on a green screen when I've never done weather, don't know what I'm doing or where I'm pointing to. And they have me reading this thing and I'm like, <laughs> and I'm mispronouncing all the different cities. And so the the boss there kind of took me aside and he's like, you know, like we, we like your personality, we like your energy, uh, but like maybe weather until you get, maybe get like a little bit more comfortable with the city and know the place. But he's like, you know, stay in touch if something else comes up. And I'm like, like, uh, I did not get did Mar- did Marilyn Dennis so, yeah, so then I was, have you on her show? You know, and I did. I got to fill in for Marilyn Dennis. And did you really? Was, on the yeah, radio? That radio was a, t- initially when I radio first. Radio or TV? On, no, I wish on oh, TV. Okay. Marilyn, let me know. I've got free time. Uh, no, just on her show. So when she was out, if she was out sick or on vacation, I, got, I did get to fill in, which was pretty cool. And meeting her the first time, she was wonderful. Because like, then I figured out who she was. I realized right. how big she is. Um, and she's like the white Oprah, I've, I, like every, I've only met her once and she's the nicest person of all time. Incredible. And you know, like they say, like some people just like have that like star quality about them. Like you just know there's yeah. somebody important or somebody famous. That's Marilyn, like the energy around her. And, and she's so friendly and loving and warm. Like you would expect her to be like, don't sit next to me. You know, she's not, she's so inviting. So like inc- incredible woman. So yeah, so then I was at Chum doing a little fill-in. The TV thing's not happening. I'm starting to get like pretty depressed. I'm like, what am I doing here? Um, and I wanted to be on Flow. So that's when me and this uh, Peter, my most recent co-host, we made a demo to try to work together. Um, and nothing really happened with that. And then out of the blue, I get an email from like the head of TV, Nancy. And she's like, Hey Blake, uh, would love a chance to talk to you. I see you're interested in doing some TV stuff. And I'm like, yes, like it's happening. It's happening. I'm so excited. So I go and get this meeting. And while I was in the meeting, my program director walked by and was like, oh, hey, Blake. Hey, Nancy. And I'm like, hey. And he's like, what are you doing in here? And I was like, ha ha ha. Like you obviously set this meeting up and he leaves. And so I said to Nancy, like, did he tell you who I was? And she's like, no. I saw your bio on the website and on my bio, it said like I had dreams of becoming like much music host or an so MTV host. He's or thinking something. you're going now behind his back. Yes. Or I don't know what he was thinking. Cause he knew what I right. wanted to do initially. That's why I came to Toronto was to get on right. TV. But I was like, you didn't even like put my name out there to the TV people when you knew that specifically what I wanted to do. And so she was incredible and they had me film like a whole demo reel. I got to go, this probably was one of the coolest still. Do you have, do you have the demo reel? I, got to go to, I still have it, but I don't Can we put it people. on the podcast? Please? Let me Please think play. about it. Yes, okay. okay. Hey guys, it's Blake. We have been waiting a long time for new music from JT. We haven't heard anything since back in 2006. Finally, it is here. We have a lyrics video. Justin Timberlake featuring Jay-Z, suit and tie. Here it is. Oh, like, it's so bad. And like, I still do all like the hand talking and stuff. Oh, it's awful. But anyway, I got to go like on the much music stage. They had a fake audience for me. I got to do an e-talk segment. I got to do a fake interview. Shout out to Classified because he sat there, even though he knew this was just like a fake interview, he still did it with me. Um, It was so cool. So then I make this whole demo and I'm like, I'm getting on TV. And then this was like right around the time that they got rid of much music or got rid right. of the DJs and they started getting rid of a lot of people. And so it was kind of like the worst possible timing to try to get onto TV because they did a bunch of layoffs and restructuring. Yep. And then I got let go. And so I guess my boss thought I was going to go to TV 
but then there weren't really any positions. I didn't know you got let go from chum. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, honestly, when I look back at it, like rightfully so I wasn't happy. I wasn't into it. It was one of those situations where you need to like make some changes in your life before the universe makes them for you. So I sat there complacent, upset, not like, oh, poor me, like things aren't going the way I expected. I had some opportunities kind of come up and I was like, no, I came to Toronto for a reason. I want to stay in Toronto. Um, And yeah, I got like complacent, I think. And I just sat like, I just let it happen. And so I don't know if my boss, well, I think he thought I was going to move over to TV. And he was like, she's because because he didn't get me. that Right. right? So he thought I was just going to go. But then they ended up like firing everybody. So there weren't. And so I ended up meeting with the TV woman again and she was incredible. And she's just like, look, I don't have a position for you right now. There's a lot of changes and everything. She's like, but like, don't let me forget you. And another thing she also said to me too was um, stop apologizing for yourself. Because I think I mentioned earlier, because I got into radio as a receptionist, had these like chances kind of come my way. I always felt like the underdog or like I didn't deserve to be here or like I was faking it. And she's like, you wouldn't have made it to Toronto if you weren't talented enough. Like you can't fake it all the way to Toronto. You know what I mean? Um, so now I've lost my job. My TV opportunity has gone. And I'm like, you're what in a super expensive doing? apartment. So, yeah. And also I had just started dating a new guy who had moved back to Toronto to live with me. Literally he was moving back Friday. I got let go Wednesday. So now my new boyfriend's just moved back. <laughs> I have no job. What? Um, they- and it's not my roughly, city. Like my family is in roughly BC. What, what was rent at that apartment? Okay, so this so this is going back yeah. now 10 9 9 years. I was paying like 1450. Okay, that's not bad. By myself. That 10 years ago, that was a that was like spending 2500 on your own or something. Okay. Like it was a lot. Coming from Saskatoon where I was paying I think like 700. Oh, so you Do you doubled. know what I mean? Yeah. I doubled. Um, and then I ended up getting some roommates and that was a fun summer. So anyway, um, yeah. So then this is the thing with radio too. When you lose your job, like, and I guess in any job, you don't want to have too much downtime. Cause like you do want to go and be sad and be embarrassed. And I'd never been fired from a job before. So I was like, felt like just a loser, like such a loser and a failure. And I just wanted to hide and cry. And, and you know, like at my old job as a receptionist, you just leave and only, the people, the office know when you're on the radio, everyone who listens to you knows you right. lost your job. So it's just like, it's a huge crush to your ego. Um, but you don't have the time to cry because you've got to find another job while people still know your name. And especially while people are talking yep. about you, yep. because whenever you get let go on radio, everyone's like, what's going on? See what's going on. And everybody wants like the, the gossip and wants to know what happened. Also, they want to know, are you coming for the yes. job? Cause that also yes. happens. Right. So I just reached out everywhere I could. And then, um, Karen Steele at Kiss 95 yes. was my savior and all this. She brought me in. We got along so well. And she's like, don't worry. Like, I don't have anything for you just yet, but I'll see what I can that, do. And so that is the most classic radio line of all time. I love you. I just, I got yeah. nothing for you right now. And I had so many meetings like that, Johnny, yeah. so many. And I remember after I met with Karen Steele at the Rogers building, I came and I sat in my boyfriend's car. I didn't have a car. I was poor. And I cried and I was just like, cause like, I was so excited for this meeting. I thought she wanted me to come in and was gonna, I just delusional thought she was going to be like, here's a midday show or here's a weekend. And then she tells me we like you even brought me in to meet Julie Adams. Now the, the even bigger right. boss. And right. I'm like, okay, okay. And then it was like, yeah, but we got nothing for you. And I think even Julie said to me, so are you willing to move? And I'm like, well, I've moved a lot. And I'm like, but I, kind of want to stay in Toronto and my boyfriend had just moved to Toronto right for me he was in Montreal he had come to Toronto so I was like kind of want to stay in Toronto and she's like okay well basically we don't have anything in Toronto so if you're interested in going back to Saskatoon or this or that and so I sat in my car and I just like bawled my eyes out and then a couple days later I was at a club nights later and I got like a text from Karen Steele just being like how would you feel about doing some fill-in on the weekend and I'm like wasted and yes, I'm like yes, yes, yes of course yes, yes, yes. of course yes um and so then I came in and started doing like a fill-in shift on the weekend and like wherever I yep. could and then yep. shortly after that I started doing like crossovers with there was an afternoon show um Cash and yep. Wild so Cash Connors and Adam Wild and I would do crossovers with them when I was going to fill in on the evening show so I guess they kind of got to hear how we all sounded together and then in typical radio fashion 
They let go of Cash Connors and then they added me to Adam's show. Drive. And I had just become friends with the guy. So that sucked. Like, that's the problem with this industry. We all take each other's jobs. Yes. Just when you start to get close to someone or be friends with them, they take your job or you take theirs. And that's just how it like, goes. Dr- but, but Drive on Kiss in Toronto, like, that's a big job. Yeah. And we were the first two person drive show. There were no two person drive shows. Awesome. In awesome. Toronto. Yeah. So we did that for a while and. I had like an incredible time. We got to have like a producer, we added interns and we did like a morning show in the afternoon and I had so much fun, but I still kind of wanted to be back on mornings. And, um, obviously I wanted to be on flow for a long time and they had reached out a couple times and it just wasn't the right time. And then finally I was like, okay, like I, I want to go do this. So you, you left kiss to go to flow. Okay. Yeah. Was- and then when I got to flow, it wasn't flow anymore. They switched it to the move. <laughs> And I was like, what is going on? So, yeah, it's been a bit of a journey. Oh, my God. And then so when you're at Flow, they switch it to move. Um, you were doing mornings. But then, like, what? Why, why was that shift to move you guys to afternoons? Like, what? So basically, like, I don't, I don't what, get any of that, really. Why do they make that? Na- like, was it a national program that came in for the mornings? They brought in the Breakfast Club, OK, which is the biggest hip hop. One of the biggest hip hop shows there is. Out of um, where? But this is the thing with Toronto. Toronto is Toronto. Where's Breakfast Club from? We are very, they're from New York. Yeah, so like, and we had a whole segment, the Made in Toronto Takeover. We called ourselves Toronto's Hip Hop. And now you're going to bring in a morning show from an American city right. on a Toronto station. But what, the, what, what my bosses thought was they figured like, the Breakfast Club is such a big show. They get such good ratings. They have all these different spinoff things. They do all this different stuff. And they're like, what's more hip hop? They're like, what's more hip hop than The Breakfast right. Club? So they're like, we want to keep Peter and Blake. We're going to move them to afternoons, do a two-person drive show, bring in and syndicate The Breakfast Club here in Toronto. Um, which I feel like it could have, maybe if they'd put them on a different time slot, maybe, or like just had them sometimes on the weekend, or maybe just, it also happened to be the start of the pandemic. So actually they told us they were, we were moving to afternoons and the weekend before the Sunday night, we literally got a call. Can you actually come back in and do mornings on Monday instead? Because the pandemic had just started and they were like, we think we need a local show to talk about this stuff. So I thought I was going to afternoons and then Sunday night, no, you're not. And I'm like, Okay. So we did mornings again. And then we thought maybe they'll just keep us on mornings. Yeah. Like if we're, if we're extra good kids, maybe they'll just keep us and they won't do the change, but they'd already spent the money. They'd already contract done all the whatever, contracts yeah, yeah, yeah. and everything. So eventually they had to change it. And it was pretty cool. Like they came in and we did like a little like passing, not passing the torch, but passing the show to them. Like, Hey, we're going to go to afternoons. And so we got to speak to some of our idols in, in radio, like Angela Yee and stuff. And they were, it's like DJ Envy and Charlamagne the God. So we got to kind of talk to them. They were super cool. And we like, they're doing mornings now. We went to afternoons, but it went over how I would expect it to go in Toronto. Toronto loves yep. Toronto. They didn't want a show from right. out of town. They wanted a Toronto show, um, especially during a pandemic. And uh, when the world was like, well, the world's always on fire, but like everything was going crazy, you know, with Black Lives Matter, with all this stuff. And people wanted to hear about what was happening in Toronto. And, and there was a lot of like American election and all this stuff that they were talking about. And so people just didn't. And, and like one, I think one thing a lot of people said to me is that they loved listening to the breakfast club when they felt yep. like it, like when they wanted to watch their podcast or, or sorry, watch their YouTube channel, but then being forced to hear it every morning in a city that wasn't the city they were in. They didn't want that. So then shortly after we went to afternoons, we got a phone call. Hey, can you guys come back to mornings? So we went back to mornings. <sighs> Crazy. And then <laughs> so one of the favorite things I, I you guys did at Flow is um, and no station, no station in Canada does this is actually have local artists on promoting their music. Actual, real, legit. You had hip hop artists. That is what is probably one of the coolest things I think about. And not that there's not talent from everywhere. Every city has their talent. But one of the coolest things for me moving to Toronto is like this is where all the music is coming from right, right now. All the biggest hip hop artists, especially are Toronto. They would- and so being able to have those people come on your show or, or shout out their music or the, my favorite segment um, that uh, Ricochet, one of the hosts did was the main Toronto takeover. Yep. And we did a full day of it and I wish we got to do it every year, but we literally, we, we tried to do it once a year where for one full day, 24 hours, it was nothing but Toronto yep. artists. And we had like 
different interviews every hour coming in, like local people that never would have normally had a chance to be on the radio or get an interview on the radio. That was probably one of the coolest things I've ever done. I've ever done in radio. I'm just trying 20 stations here in Edmonton. Not one station will have a dedicated segment. Oh, maybe Sonic does, but I think that's just Canada. Like, but there's no Edmonton. And they do, they'll do like a featured or highlight and they'll feature like one artist. But we had in the evenings, like um, an actual show dedicated to doing Toronto artists. And I was like trying so hard. I'm like, I want to do it in the morning too. Like I want to try to feature. Cause also, and this is like a point. It was always like a thing with my boss. I'm like, okay, that's great. We're playing all the new current hip hop and stuff like that, which is great. We need to be more on top of things, but little baby isn't getting me ratings. Yep. If I put on the local hip hop artist whose family lives here in the city and that is going to be pumped to hear him, then they're going to tell a friend or her, tell a friend, tell a family member, tell this. Those are the people that actually listen yes. and participate. Huge. And yes, you have to have the big tracks that are on the charts and that are the biggest songs right now. Yes. But I also think stations, in my opinion, need to show more love to the local artists and the local people because those are the people who actually listen. Yep who are actually going to show up to your events, you know, and, and show you guys love. So that was, that was important to me to try to, as much as I could try to like feature actual Toronto artists and even businesses. We started um, during the pandemic, this thing called Toronto hustlers. And so, because I did shout outs during our show, we had a mix show and I would read shout outs and um, which at first I really hated. Cause they were <laughs> like, shout out Johnny. Who cares? Why? Who's yeah, Johnny? Yeah, yeah. Shout out Johnny Johnson because he has this and he has this and he does this and he does this. Or you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, tell me who you want to shout out and why did they just break your heart? Like, and so then people, when I started calling people out about boring shout outs, they started giving us really good ones and they were like really funny. Seriously. Listeners are hilarious. If you let them, do you know what I mean? If you tell people to like, and so it would be like, shout out to my cheating baby mama (laughs) who did this. Good luck getting your next check and stuff. Like they got hilarious. But what I started noticing with the shout outs was there was a lot of business shout outs coming in, especially during the pandemic. People were losing their jobs. People were going and doing their side hustles full time. And I'm like, we've got to do something with this because, you know, I have this cool platform. I want to use it. So we started doing kind of like Made in Toronto Takeover at night where they did Toronto artists. We did different Toronto businesses. So you could be... You could have making masks yep. for the yep. pandemic. You could, or you could be an influencer. Maybe you have a YouTube channel. We just wanted to kind of highlight and shout out what people were doing in the city. And again, I just think that's a no brainer. Yep. These people live here, work here, spend their money here. Their family lives here. Their friends live here. You give them a five minute interview on the radio. Now you have a listener for life. Their family who maybe doesn't even like this genre is going to listen for life. So I just think more stations need to and, do that. And the big thing with that, and it always comes back from the upper management, is they're not advertisers. They don't pay. Right. And it's just a big, it's the biggest fight. And that's why we got in at such a good time with this particular segment, because because it was a pandemic and our bosses understood and they were like, yeah, let's do this. Let's give some, because we had no commercials anyway. during the pandemic. Everyone wasn't spending any money, right? So we're like, let's just try to shout out some like local right. businesses. Like there were some... There were kids. There's this little kid that had like a sock line or a little girl that started a lip gloss line because she was like allergic to everything. So she made her own. And it was it was cool. Yeah. It was really cool. It's one of my favorite things we got oh, to do. Man, it's just it's just bringing that local vibe, even in a city the size of Toronto, but bringing it so local and everybody's included. You you can't. And I think I really learned that at Wired in Saskatoon. Right. I think like. We were so about the city because when I first moved to Saskatoon, remember we didn't launch yeah, for like how long? Three or four months. Um, there was some mix up with the papers yeah. and stuff. So we spent a long time getting to know each other and getting to know the city, going out, eating at all the spots, drinking at all the spots, going to the clubs, getting to really know the people. Like, remember, they wanted us to like shake hands with like everyone yes. in the city. And I think that I've kind of carried that with me everywhere I go. I just think. I personally don't think the stations do enough with like what's right in front of them. They're always trying to do these big national things and promote these big artists right. and stuff, which is good. You do, you need to have, you know what I mean? Like if I say I'm going to interview future over interviewing some rapper you've never heard of, I know what you're going to choose to listen to. But at the same time, the people in your city and your immediate city are the ones that are showing, are going to yeah. show you the love. And eventually when they have a business and so, so many of the Toronto hustlers, when they started making money, then they came back and bought advertising. Like exactly. it, it comes full circle in that sense. Cause like 
not not to discredit chum at all, but like on your night show, how much local shout outs did you ever do or local topics or local anything, right? Well, there wasn't time. Like you're just playing the music and reading the liners and that's yeah, it, right? Yeah. And you just, you can't. You... And oh, I did it one time though. I'll never forget. My friend was doing a Valentine's Day um, cabaret show. Um, and he was my dance teacher. I was taking some hip hop classes here and Cage Wolf was his uh, What was his name? name? And so they were Cage <laughs> Wolf. That's his burlesque yes. name, not okay, his real name. I love it. <laughs> his real love name. It. His real name is KJ. But he was doing, and I was like, here's something cool to talk about on Valentine's Day. Instead of having to do like romantic dinner out or like have to be with a partner, you could get your friends and go to this burlesque show. And I'd gone to one of them. They were cool. So I tried to talk about it. And I, I've never had my boss scream at me so hard before because basically I didn't realize I'm still really new in radio. I basically gave this show a free right. commercial. But I was just trying to share something cool to go do. It's local. It's in the city. Here's something different. And I'm not just talking about what everyone else was talking yep. about doing the typical couple thing. I was like, here's like a sexy, cool thing to go do on Valentine's Day. Go see this like burlesque show with these sexy men and women. And yeah, I tried to do like whenever I would try, <laughs> I'd get in trouble. Oh, man. Okay. Um, I want to change gears. I want to talk about Sirius XM and the Garth channel. Um, okay. I... I have Sirius XM in my truck, driving along one day, and all of a sudden, oh, new Garth channel. Cool. I'll check it out. And I go on. I'm like, man, I know that voice from somewhere. Do you don't know that? Do, you, do we think it sounds like hundred? Because my friends are like, they're like, who is 100%. that girl? I knew exactly. I knew exactly. <laughs> I was like, what is Blake doing on the Garth channel? Oh, I can't believe you recognize me. Easy. And I even texted like Chris Myers. I was like, do you know Blake is on the Garth channel? And he's like, that's not Blake. I'm like, yes, it is. And um, so... No, my friends that listened to it didn't even know it was me. So you're the voice actor, the the in between songs, the the imaging voice. Me and Garth. Although I think he has a lot of Trisha's on there a lot now too. But it's me and Garth. That was another. Okay. This just I walk think, me in through this that. Industry, like just, that's a massive. You just, you're attached to that name, right? Do you even like country music? You are, but nobody knows. Like you know. Yeah, but do you even <laughs> like country music? Knows. Yeah, I love okay. all music, and I went through like a very serious country phase. So Garth Brooks, Friends in Low Places is one of my all-time favorite okay. songs. Um, so that was random. Okay, so I worked with Ron, uh, Ron Tarrant at KISS, and he was an imaging producer okay. at KISS. And he was trying to go and work on the Howard Stern show on okay. Sirius uh, to do some imaging. So he had asked me if I could help him with his demo. So like after hours, I went and did some voice work for him and did all the imaging that he used for his demo. And he ended up getting the job on the Howard Stern show. So he left KISS to go work for Howard Stern. Very cool, very which cool. Which was so, incredible. For, and, for, and what was so quick, cool is that he used my voice. for people who don't know what imaging is, it's uh, everything that's in between the oh, yeah, songs, sorry. anything that says the station's name, that's what you would voice, that kind of stuff. Okay, go ahead. Yes. So I just did like help him with his demo and obviously like didn't ask. I didn't want anything in return. He's just my right. friend. And um, he's like, one day he's just like, by the way, thank you for helping me with that. I got the job. By the way, I put your your voice in for Garth Brooks channel. There's going to be a Garth Brooks channel on Sirius. And so he just put my voice in. I had no clue. I didn't have to do anything. He just did it for me. And Garth Brooks, which is, this was probably like a pretty proud moment. Garth Brooks picked my voice. Of, of all the people that applied, of all the American women that applied, Garth Brooks picked my voice. I don't know how or why. And I don't know what's up with my accent that they thought it would be okay. Right. Because <laughs> apparently my, my Canadian accent isn't so Canadian. Um, yeah, so that was pretty incredible. So have you talked to him ever? Have you met him? What's your relationship with Garth? Um, I have not met him yet. Um, but like I've been on emails where he has addressed me and he knows who I am. And apparently like when they were supposed to be coming here, uh, they're like, whenever he actually does come to a show here, they're like, he wants you to come and come and meet him and Trisha backstage. It hasn't happened yet, but it will. Cause he did like, I think nine or 11 shows here in Edmonton, like straight. Yeah, like, <laughs> he just when he there. comes, he comes in hot. So, <laughs> right? <laughs> oh man! I... But yeah, no, I haven't met him yet. But um, yeah, it's crazy. It's weird. And like when I hear it, I'm like that's me and Garth Brooks. Have you talking. been on a conference call with him? Okay. No, no just, emails. Okay, just emails. But that's that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. It's still it is pretty cool. Um, so how much voice work do you do right now then for not only Garth Channel but like for other? places uh commercials um, stations so i have like a voice agent so i do stuff through my voice agent okay. which with when i first got my agent i think i booked like my first three or four jobs i auditioned for and i was like 
this is so cool. Why wasn't I doing this my whole life? And then like, since then it's been like nothing, <laughs> but you know how it is with, you do so many auditions yeah. that you get like one. Every right. Moment. Um, and then when I was at, um, I guess Stingray, which was new cat before I used to voice, I did a lot of imaging on some of their other stations. So I'm on in Edmonton. I'm on, I was on in a couple different places. Right. Um, and, but basically right now, Garth Brooks is like my main outside of my one I do with my agent. Okay. Gotcha. Man, cool. You've had a crazy career so far. What's next? What's what's happening? Like you're a free agent, right? You and uh, Peter? Yes. So. Yes. I love that. And I can't, me and Peter were talking about this. Like I love free because they say that in sports, but then in every other job, you're just unemployed. And I'm like, no, I am a free agent. I'm still, I'm ready. I'm waiting. Whoever wants to hire me. Um, I don't know what's next. This is what's kind of like terrifying, but also very Are you exciting. planning to stay together um, as a show? So our dream is to like Peter, who I work with is an absolute pain in the ass, drives me completely nuts. He is like my brother, but he's also my best friend. And I, I love him. Like we just, we have something together that, and like, I've been really lucky that the people I've worked with have had like me and Adam Wilde, Mark Michaels, like we had incredible chemistry and Peter and I definitely have it now. So our dream is to stay together. We're cool to move. We both moved a bunch of times. We're not locked down with like kids or anything yet. So we can move out of the city, but we hope to stay here. And I've done mornings and I've done afternoons now, like a two person drive show. I'd love to do again. That was so much fun. You don't have to wake up at 4am and you still get to do the same topics and have a mix. Cause uh, Peter is a DJ and he's like one of the best DJs in the city. So that was also something kind of unique about our show. Cause how many shows have morning, one of the hosts, also DJ on the show. Usually they bring always, in always, always. So yeah. And so that was like one of my most favorite things. So our dream is to still work together, whether it's here in Toronto or somewhere else, we'll probably, or we'll probably start our podcast for now. Everyone's really on us to do podcasts. Yeah. Do um, it. I know we just need to do it. We've just kind of been procrastinating a little bit. My problem is like Peter's a procrastinator and then so am I. So like the two of us together, I will, you know, we be your producer for the podcast. I was going to say, do you want to produce us? Cause like we, that's what we need. We need someone like, let's do it. Let's get some sponsors. I will produce your podcast. Yes. Okay. I'm I'm not not even joking. I was going to ask you after this. I think I'm joking, but yeah. So figuring that out, like, honestly, like probably doing a podcast with Peter until we get, but the, I was saying to this to you before we started filming, like this industry has changed so much and there's so many more mediums now. Like you don't necessarily have to be on a radio show. You don't have to do this. So I'm kind of hoping I'm going to have some time right now to like really figure out what I want to do next and, and go for it. Cause like, there's just so many things. Great example is um, Ryan Jesperson from Edmonton here. He was on the AM talk station, got let go. Uh, went to YouTube and it's like his podcast, I think now is like top five or top 10 in Canada. Like it just, it everyone I know that, that up. is doing something different or doing podcasts, they've blown up. They're making more money yeah. than they were making. You're not tied to like the structured Monday to Friday. And you know how it is in radio. We have blackout periods. So you can't take vacation yeah. off. So you miss a lot of weddings. You miss a lot of babies being born. You miss yeah. a lot of things. So, and not saying again, cause I, if someone's listening that or someone watching right now that has a job for me. <laughs> But it's just, it's not like it was before. Like, it's not the end of your career if you lose your radio job. Like, there's so many other things you can do. There's podcasting, there's influencer work. I just signed with a management team and I'm, I didn't even know there was money. Like, things that we as radio people go to regularly, like little like promo events and stuff, you can get paid to go to these. I had no idea. I was showing up for free free events have you gone to in radio? All of them. I go to like probably three things a week, all for free. I talk at career days. I do this. I do that. Now I just found out you can get paid. What? I know. It's crazy. So there's so much stuff, which is what makes it really exciting. It's not like a career death sentence, especially in radio. Like you're everyone. They say like, you're not a real radio person until you get let go or fired. Um, But it's not game over. There's so many other things you can do. So I'm not sure exactly, but working on You can check out Blake on her Instagram. Uh, They just uh, posted a what would Blake and Peter do? It's a very cool segment. You guys, did you do it weekly on your show or? (laughs) We did it every Thursday and it can be something as stupid as like, should I have chicken or sushi for dinner? Or it it could be like, I I don't know what it is. I don't know if this is all cities, but Toronto is cheating. It's always cheating (laughs) stories. We get the wildest stories. Honestly, that is one thing I'm really going to miss about Flo. The people that listen to that station had the best personalities, the best stories, the stuff they trusted us with insane. So yeah, people would send like, you know, I'm 
married, but I'm dating two other How guys. How about I have a I fishing trip planned for the May long weekend? Do I leave my wife home with the three-year-old and twins? Yes. Yeah, see, like that's soft. Ours were, our questions were like way oh, crazier. Okay. Like I am sleeping with my husband's brother and I have to go on a trip to Jamaica with them. What do I do? Do I cut it? Like, yeah, no. the stuff that people shared with us, Johnny, like I couldn't, and they weren't faking wow. it. They weren't lying because so many of these people follow me on social media. Now we still talk back and forth. So wow. I know that this is, yeah, I love it. We got good stuff. And so we had to keep it going. So we've just been trying to like once a week, we, I, I solicit for questions on Instagram and then people send them and then we love answer it. them. Yeah. Love it. Love it. So good. So Blake, oh man, you are just, Thank you. Thank you for having You're me. You're so good at what you do. And I honestly know if you podcast, whatever is next, it's going to be awesome. You and Peter are just so good. Our podcast. Let's, that you're let's do it. Yes, let's do it. You have. I'm going to say you have one cool job because you do have a cool job because you're doing so many things right now. So uh, way to go. And Thank I cannot you. wait to see what's coming next. And yeah, let's get this podcast going. That'd be sweet. So thanks for, having, uh, thanks for being on the show today. Cool Jobs Podcast is brought to you by Mark Curtis at Crown Jewel Recruitment. With over 200 people hired, Mark Curtis at Crown Jewel Recruitment will find the right person for you. Contact him today, 780-984-8800 or email mark at crownjewelrecruitment.com. Blake, we'll talk to you later. The Cool Jobs Podcast is brought to you by Crown Jewel Recruitment. Have a cool job or know someone that does? Let us know. Email johnny at cooljobspodcast.com. Cool Jobs Podcast.